Thanks, Yuta. Well, welcome to Mother's Day. It's good to be here. Who's a mother? Oh, well, welcome. I think I'd be right in saying that if it wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't be here. And in fact, none of us would be here. We've already heard tonight how, how good mothers are, all the work they do. We guys think we can do things. But if it wasn't for mothers, I just don't know where this world would be. I would hope that you all grew up knowing your mother. Unfortunately, not everyone does, but generally most people know their mothers and they know that mothers make a difference. So that's actually the title of my message tonight, Mothers Make a Difference. I've got three questions for us to consider as we remember mothers. What makes a difference in our lives? And the second question, what will this difference involve? And the third question, what difference does that make, especially in a mother's life? What makes a difference in our lives? What will that difference involve? And what difference does that make, especially in a mother's life? I've got a Bible reading, so if you've got your Bible, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. Probably not the most common verse used for Mother's Day. Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they, were upstairs, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together consistently in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is mentioned here, but it's almost as if it's an add-on to the end. It's almost as if Luke, when he was writing, thought, oh, yeah, I better write down Mary as well. And it's very easy for us to skip over Mary being there and missing the significance of this situation where Mary, the mother of Jesus, gets a mention. So the first of these three questions, what makes a difference in our lives? And hopefully we can all say a mother. Or if you are a mother, hopefully you can say I can make a difference. All right, so I'm particularly speaking to mothers here, but you guys don't fall asleep. All right, I know a lot of people fall asleep during the sermon. This is not the time to fall asleep. So mothers, you can make a difference whether you realize it or not. In the life of Jesus, Mary, his mother, had a significant impact as he was growing up. Mary instilled the meaning and the significance of what's known as the Shema in his life. 
And although this was the responsibility of the father and the mother, it was primarily the mother who had the greatest influence in the children's lives. It was the mother who spent most of the time with the children. So with Mary, when Joseph was out working, who was with baby Jesus? Mary the mother. And Jesus would have heard Mary constantly reciting the Shema. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And God instructed his people to do this. He said, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, I don't know what your imagination's like, but I've got a pretty good imagination. And I often imagine Mary as she held her son, this, this little baby, even on that very first day and looked at him and smiled and she said, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Day in and day out, throughout the day, Mary would have recited this to Jesus. Day in and day out, Mary would have recited this to Jesus. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And as Jesus grew up, she would have sat with him, she would have recited it, and she would have taught him how to say it himself until he was old enough to not only say it, but to actually know what it meant. You see, a mother can make a difference, even from the youngest of ages. A mother can set a foundation and shape her children. Now, you know, don't you, that Mary didn't have an easy life. She had a very difficult life. You see, as a teenage girl, she, she suffered the ridicule of becoming pregnant before she was married. And that stigma would have continued right throughout her life. Mary lived in a, a small village mentality. Everyone knew everyone else's business. And although Mary and Joseph eventually married, they still would have been the main gossip of the village. And that would have carried on for many, many years. Then Mary had to hear her own 12-year-old son say to her, why should you be concerned about me? Don't you know I must be about my father's business? What's it your business that you're looking for me? Why have you come looking for me? If you know the story, they'd been in Jerusalem and the, the family and, and, and all the relatives had, had, were traveling back, but Jesus had been forgotten. Because in those days it was the corporate family that looked after all the children. It wasn't like in the West where it's mum and dad's responsibility 
to look after their kids. The whole group looked after everyone's kids. So Mary and Joseph would have thought, oh, Jesus is off with someone else. But he was back there in Jerusalem. He was in the temple, and Mary and Joseph were worried. So they went back looking for him. And when they find him, he says, why are you concerned about me? Now, how would you feel as a mother if your son said that to you? If that wasn't enough, right from his early ministry, he called his mother woman. John chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. On the third day, a wedding took place in Canaan, in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus said to his mother, Jesus, sorry, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And this is the way that Jesus speaks to his mother. Woman, why do you involve me? Didn't even have the respect to call her mother. Woman, why do you involve me? But Mary responds in such a gracious, loving way, because in verse 5 it tells us, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Then also Mark, in chapter 3, he records two stories. And Mary had to live with the pain that her own family did not believe her son was God's son. Mark chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he, had, he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he's out of his mind. And then in verses 31 to 33, Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. And Mark tells us, Jesus responds this way, who are my mother and brothers? Who's my mother? In other words, she's not my mother. As a mother, how would you feel if your son said that to you? And the worst pain of all, Mary watched her own son die, a cruel death on the cross. I just wonder where Mary's thoughts were when she was standing watching him hanging on that cross in agony. Did she reflect back on those days when she held, her, held him as her son and spoke the Shema to him? when she lovingly taught him how to recite it and how excited she was when he, he learnt it and he was able to recite it for himself for the first time. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. But now she had lost him. Crucified, dead. And then buried. As a mother, Mary knew what it was to live with pain. But I believe Mary also knew that she had an impact on his life for even at a very early age. Luke tells us, especially in chapter 2, that the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. And a big part of that was because of Mary, his mother. What makes a difference in our lives? A godly mother does. A godly mother does. So what will this difference involve? 
In our reading in Luke, it tells us that some of Jesus' closest friends were there in that upper room, along with Mary and her other children. Returned, returning to Jerusalem, they, when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying, and they all joined together constantly in prayer. You see, when Jesus was crucified, these people, including Mary, were crushed and defeated. They thought Jesus was going to overrule the Roman authorities. See, the Jewish people were oppressed. They, they Rome ruled with an, a, a rod of iron. And these people were crushed, defeated. They were afraid. But it's Mary, the mother of Jesus, along with some other women, who left the man in fear behind locked doors. Did you hear that, men? The men were hiding behind locked doors. It's Mary, the mother of Jesus, and other women that went to bury Jesus properly. But when they got to the tomb, what did they find? The tomb was empty. Jesus is no longer crucified and buried. He is resurrected, ascended, and seated at God's right hand, ruling over all of creation. It was the resurrection life of Jesus that made all the difference to the lives of these men and women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. You see, there's a difference between a crucified, dead Jesus that we know about in our heads. We, we have the knowledge of this. We know about this. And there's a difference between that and the reality of the risen, exalted Lord Jesus Christ alive in our hearts. And that is what made the difference with Mary there. That's why she went back to Jerusalem. That's why she gathered with these other followers of Jesus. Because now they understood who Jesus was. They understood who Jesus is. He is the life. And that life, knowing that life in our life, makes all the difference. And as a mother, knowing that in your life will make all the difference. You see, when the trials and the difficulties of life come, and they will come constantly throughout our lives, we can, like Mary, live from a position that is above the difficulties of life. We can actually live from a position above the circumstances of life that we face because we have the same risen, exalted, reigning Jesus Christ in our hearts that Mary had as well. And she devoted herself to prayer with others. Praying with others makes a difference. And although this applies to each one of us, the so guys, you need to listen to this as well. Praying together makes a difference. But especially mothers, get together and pray for your children. Yes, do it by yourselves, but get together with one another. Find at least one other person to pray with. There is something powerful where two or three gather in Jesus' name. Why? Because Jesus says, there I am among them. Where two or three gather in the name of Jesus, he is there present. And Jesus says when there's two people, you only need two people to pray in agreement, Jesus says he will do it. Get together with other women. 
Get together with other mums. Pray for your children. Because the one who was crucified and buried is no longer dead. He is alive in your hearts. He's the exalted living Lord over all creation. There is no circumstance that can come against us that can defeat us because of Jesus. And then finally, what difference does that make, especially in a mother's life? As a Christian, and I trust that all of you mums are, in fact, I trust that every single person here is a Christian. If you're not, you need to ask, get alongside someone who is a Christian, ask them what it is. Ask them how to become a Christian. I trust that you all are, but as Christian mothers, it means having the reality of the resurrected, exalted, reigning Lord Jesus Christ central in your heart. Jesus is not someone that we add on to our lives. He has to be central in our life. Christ needs to be the center of your life before you can bring that same reality of life into your children. If you don't know it, your children will never know it. So make sure that you have that central in your life, Jesus Christ, nothing else, not even your husband. Love the Lord your God, only him. He has to be central. And this means you will need to continually separate yourself from the things of this world. This world is drawing us to itself. It's trying to shape us with its values. Your life will need to be a holy life, an undefiled life for the salvation of your children. And that will mean giving up things that you want for yourselves so your children can experience the gift of life that Jesus is. This is what Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and to approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Guys, you need to listen to that as well, but that's especially for you mums, because the influence you have on your children is the greatest influence they will ever receive. You see, Mary couldn't give Jesus all the things that we expect to give our kids. What our society expects our kids to get, Jesus had nothing of that. All that Mary could give him, not even, I don't even think she could give him what her culture expected either. Because her heart was towards God and she knew there was something, there was one thing essential for Jesus that she had to give him. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is what Mary gave to Jesus. And that, if you're a mother, that is the most important thing you can give to your children. For Mary, this meant she had to be a servant to her son. 
Mary had to be a servant to her son. She had to serve him by modeling her obedience to God. You're a mother, but you're also a servant. You're a servant to your children. You need to model the life of God, the character of God to your children. If you don't know what the character of God is, it's up there. It's the fruit of the Spirit. All of those, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. There's different ways to translate the Greek, right? It shouldn't have a comma. It should be, for the fruit of the Spirit is love. Why? Because God is love. The way love is expressed is joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What you give your children, there's only one God, and he is a God of love. You need to express this to your children. Model your obedience to God, the God of love. And Jesus grew, Luke tells us. He became strong. He was filled with wisdom and grace of God was on him. Just remember when the pressures of life are on you to give your children the things that all the other children are getting. Just remember this. Mary gave Jesus a love and devotion to the Lord. It's the most important thing you can give your child. What makes a difference in our lives? Mothers do. What will this difference involve? It will involve mothers who, because they have Christ as the center of their lives, they will pray together for their children. What difference does that make, especially in a mother's life? It makes a sacrificial life. A life where the children see who God is. So today we honour our mothers and we honour all of the mothers that are here today. So I just want to say thank you. I'm just going to pray for you. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to thank you not only for our own mothers, but for all the mothers, especially the mothers who are here today. Thank you, Lord, for the difference that they have made in our lives. Thank you for the difference that they will continue to make in our lives, especially in the lives of their children. We ask, Lord, that each mother here will come into that reality of who you are as the eternal, incarnate, crucified, risen, exalted Lord Jesus Christ, the soon returning King of Kings. Lord, may Jesus be the center of their lives day by day. And Lord, just enable each one of us, but especially the mothers here, we just ask that you will enable them to give themselves to you daily. Fill their hearts, Lord, with the love and the life of Christ so their children can experience who you are 
for themselves. And this we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.